Welcome to the Utah Episcopalians, a podcast of the Diocese of Utah designed to reflect on the Episcopal Church in our unique land of Utah. And today we have a really fascinating topic and a fun topic, but also a topic that's going to, I think, show a lot of the character and a lot of the history and a lot of the spirit of the Episcopal Church. It's all about the upcoming Pride Festival and the Pride Parade. Our guest, the Reverend Kurt Wiesner of St. Paul's Episcopal Church here in Salt Lake City over on 9th East for those of you who are traveling around and want to see a really beautiful church. And Kristen Larson of St. Paul's who is the marshal and boy, with a badge, the guy who's in charge of all this, not by, I guess, election, but, but sort of by just doing it. And we welcome you two to this uh, really interesting discussion. And, you know, when we look at the Pride Parade, the Episcopal Church as a contingency and with the support of the clergy and the bishop, Scott B. Hayashi, has been a large uh, contingent in this parade over the last few years and at some point uh, we like to say even the largest kind of official faith group that's in the parade and why is this so important to our church and if I could leave um, get a discussion from both of you on why is this an important event in the life of the Episcopal Church its people its clerics and the bishop well first of all I need to say that I am the marshal but I don't have a badge I know. <laughs> I need, I think, need one. I think I need that badge, yeah. right? So uh, I'll be talking to the Pride Center about that. Okay? You betcha. We'll but, put in for that. <laughs> but in answer to your question, why is participation by the, the diocese in the parade important? Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think it comes down to awareness. Making the LGBT community here in Utah aware that the Episcopal Church is a safe place. The Episcopal Church is a supportive and an embracing place for, for all stripes, for all walks of life. Um, I know myself, having come from another faith tradition, landing here in the Episcopal Church, um, a large part of that is, beca is becoming, uh, was becoming aware of how open and embracing the church really is of our LGBTQ siblings. Um, I married my husband in the church. Um, first uh, first same-sex marriage at St. Paul's, I believe. If yeah, you definitely. Right. Mm -hmm. So honestly, the work we do um, as Episcopalians, as Christians, this is an everyday thing. And every single day we go about our lives just trying to demonstrate a Christian life, to live out those principles. But not everybody is aware of that. Yeah, and I just want to jump in. That's, that's some ways the most important part of participating in Pride because uh, there have always uh, been LGBTQ-friendly churches here and there in the Episcopal Church for many, many years. Uh, but the assumption is that people would come to us and find out that we were a welcoming mm -hmm. community. And pride is one of those moments where we intentionally go beyond our doors and go out in the community and celebrate with everyone who is celebrating not only uh, the movements in Stonewall, but also 
uh, this sense of pride of who they are. And we as a church echo that God made people the way that they are and loves them that way. And it's so important to have a Christian witness that is saying that because everyone knows at the Pride Parade there'll be a so-called Christian witness that is protesting and yes. saying evil and hateful mm -hmm. things. And, and I know this goes back um, when we talk about the diocese. Um, I pulled out a statement that uh, Bishop Scott B. Hayashi wrote on December 21st, 2013, which was a landmark day in Utah. It's when the um, court lifted the ban on same-sex marriage and uh, Scott Hayashi wrote that um, uh, all people should have the right to due process and equal protection enshrined in the 14th Amendment and really emphasize that all people are made in the image of God. And he always said, we are one people. We can and must work to make Utah into the place where all people are treated with respect and dignity and where God is seen in the face of each and every person. Now, you look back, that was a pretty strong statement to make in 2013. That's uh, uh, six years ago. Today, perhaps we're making stronger statements, um, which we thank God for, but that was pretty strong, and, and I think this awareness is so important. Wouldn't you agree, uh, Father, in your um, work and all that, that it's important that our those red doors that often are... Uh, explain who the Episcopal Church is, that those doors are wide open um, from the bishop on down to everyone. Yeah, I, I think it's important that the uh, visual leader of the faith community, which of course the bishop is in the diocese, uh, is one who is supporting the sense of equality and the sense of hope and the sense of love uh, because for so many people that person speaks for the church. And uh, even though th there is a concerted effort uh, throughout the diocese and the people to honor and to live out uh, these principles, to have the, the public persona that Bishop Hayashi is and making that statement is critical. Did this surprise you, Christian, when you uh, came to this church that just how supportive it, it is? And supportive seems like almost the wrong word, that it's it's just the way of doing business here. It's it's not just like, okay, we're going to be advocates. It, this is just who, who it is. Um, did that kind of surprise you that you saw a community like this in uh, Utah? I mean, we kind of know the reputation of Utah. Did this surprise you? You know what? To be honest, it did. Um, I think my first, my, my first experience at Episcopal Church was at the invitation of one of my LGBTQ friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, participating in the service, I saw LGBTQ priests and LGBTQ parishioners. Everywhere I turned, it, I felt that inclusion. And not only was I surprised about the embrace, uh, the, the warm, welcome, open, official, ordained embrace by the church of the LGBT community, but also the embrace of the church by the LGBT community itself. It seems like both the church and the community are, have embraced each other here in Utah. And it, it, it makes it feel like home. 
Now, we've talked about some of the, you know, and, and certainly we do have uh, the tremendous um, dedication and fight and strong statements that led to the position of equality, but this parade is more than that. It's also fun, isn't it? It's a lot of fun. It's, no, uh, it, it, it's supposed it, to be. <laughs> I mean, we see things, we see floats, we see people smiling, laughing. It is a joyous um, occasion, and you're right, there are those who protest along the way. There are those who um, try to do their best to disrupt the, the, the spirit of it, but it's important, isn't it, that we know that this is fun. This is a fun time for all to be in this parade. Yeah, it's fun to be in the parade, uh, not just because you're with uh, so many different people who are celebrating so many different ways, but as you walk down the street and you see people who uh, are just uh, glowing with joy, mm -hmm. glowing with a sense of not being alone, glowing with a sense of, of that... Uh, there is real support and real love in a community that is often hidden uh, from sight and for a long time was hidden out of fear. Uh, it, it's a big deal to have this joyful occasion that is a big party. Uh, that's critical. And, and again, the church being part of the big party is, is, is a major deal. Everybody who sees this parade even outside of Utah, and they'll see pictures and they go, what, isn't it something like this is one of the largest pride parades in America? I, I, in fact, I think, if I, if I remember right, I think it's one of the largest west, if not the largest, west of the Mississippi. And it's the second largest parade overall in Utah. This is a big it's deal. It's a big deal. Now, there, there's the, everybody says, what, are you kidding? Why do you think it is that this parade is is so large, so well received? Corporations love to get into it. Businesses love to get in. People want to be part of it. Um, why is that? Do you think? Well, you know, I really think that's a credit to the people of Salt Lake City and the people of Utah. It, it, you're right. Utah and and Salt Lake City has this reputation of being maybe conservative, maybe stodgy, maybe prudish. I don't know. It's that I'm a born and raised Utah, so I can't speak to what, what everyone else sees about Utah. But honestly, I think the success of the Pride Parade is proof positive of the warm and open, welcoming embrace, not just of our church, but of the people of Utah. I wonder if some of the enthusiasm, some of that hard work is uh, done specifically to combat the perceived stereotypes that Utah brings around the country, that it's a sense that it is conservative, that it is not welcoming, and there is plenty here in the state that isn't uh, welcoming, yes. but that this uh, uh, event People have gone out of their way to make it joyful and to make it inclusive and to uh, really uh, care for the participants and the people who come to celebrate. And uh, it is a joyful and um, wonderful party. The parade is fantastic. But I do think one element of its success is a sense of urgency, especially yeah. in recent years when teen suicides have um, have gone up and up and up. 
especially, especially among the LGBTQ community. I think there's a sense of urgency from the LGBT community and allies and the community at large to, to participate, to get active, to intervene in, 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 in a serious, positive way to save these lives. And participating in the parade is, is one very visible way to do that. And that's another reason why the, our, as a faith community, is so important being part of, of this day because it's not just the one day. We are claiming the Episcopal Church here in Utah is a welcoming place 365 days of the year. And it's one of those places that you can come and you can uh, celebrate and be part of a community of God when so many people have been told that they are disqualified from being uh, part of a community of faith by their very virtue of being LGBTQ. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the history because this is not a brand new struggle. This has been going on and we are listening to the Utah Epochopalians, which is a podcast of the Diocese of Utah. And this one very much like our theme is designed to reflect on the Episcopal Church in this unique land of Utah. And um, this is one of the things that makes this so unique. Our guest, of course, are the Reverend Kurt Wiesner of the St. Paul's Episcopal Church and Christian Larson, who is the marshal without a badge of the parade, also a parishioner at St. Paul's. And of course, it isn't just St. Paul's, it's the entire diocese that participates in this. And I think, you know, we, we talk about the uh, parade. We were actually looking up when was the first parade. We know it sort of started as a march down from the Capitol down State Street. And, and then it became bigger and bigger and bigger. And now, like you say, it's the second largest parade in Utah and just well attended, not just the number of people in it, but the people that are standing on the street, families and just people that kind of join the party. It, it, it is, it's a participation parade. You can't watch this excitement and this happiness walk down the street without feeling a part of it, without being uplifted. Of, but this is not a new struggle, is it? This whole thing leading to this. I mean, we're talking this year is a kind of a, a milestone, isn't it? In in what was kind of the advocacy of the movement, uh, right? You know, it's, it's the 50-year anniversary of the Stonewall riots, and it's the, all of the pride celebrations and parades came out of that event marking that day, which is why the vast majority of them were in June and near the end of the June. And there is a, a huge Stonewall 50 uh, parade planned in New York City that will go by uh, the, the, the place where mm -hmm. it all took place. In the yeah. village in New York City. Yeah. And, and even that, um, it, it isn't something that 50 years ago, it changed overnight. I know there were still very much struggles in, in, in New York, which is a very diverse uh, city. I happened to live in the village uh, at one point in my life, and there was still people that said, oh, now wait a minute, this is where this part of the village, and then the area that they frank, um, frankly referred to as Christopher Street was kind of the area they said, well, now that's where those folks live and these folks live here. And, and I know we've made a lot of progress since then, but the struggle in Utah, um, the same sort of thing, but it's, it's amazing how it's gained and gained and gained, and yet there is 
always a fear, isn't it, that it could go back any day? Is that right? Well, certainly a fear I have, yes. But the the Pride Center who organizes the yes. parade is very, very conscious of exactly the the arc of history that you're describing here, hoping that our efforts to push equality forward never go back. The theme for the festival and for the parade this year explicitly harkens back to Stonewall, explicitly mentions the the 50-year milestone that we've reached. And the theme is resist, exist, and persist. So very consciously acknowledging all the progress that has been made and where we've come from, but also acknowledging at the same time that there's much yet to do and much more work to be done going forward. What could the church do more? Uh, and, and certainly the church has that mandate. I mean, we've had resolutions, we've had uh, nationally resolutions, locally resolutions, to really be an advocate in this area. What more should we do? What more can people in the congregations do and those that are interested in the Episcopal Church? What can we do to keep this moving forward? Well, I think it's important to acknowledge that it hasn't always been this way in the church. Mm -hmm. The church um, uh, certainly has had serious growing pains just like uh, the culture as a whole when it comes to full acceptance. Uh, there have uh, while there have always been individual congregations who may be warm and affirming, uh, that hasn't been true across the board in the church. Uh, it's been you know, true uh, with some people, but not necessarily with leadership. That has changed a lot. We often argue over who gets to be ordained, and there was lots of, 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 of struggle over embracing fully LGBTQ uh, clergy. And then, of course, with Chief Robinson and his election, uh, it went to a whole nother level. And you're talking about a bishop level there, yeah. of course, uh, but we, Robinson, yes. We, we, uh, our arguments often play off over the sense of our leadership. And so that became uh, the real litmus test for who we are going to be as a Episcopal Church, just as marriage equality has, which happened uh, finally in uh, here in Utah at our general convention uh, almost over three years ago now. But that's a really short time. And it, if you remember, Craig, it was during our convention where we had not yet voted on whether we would truly have marriage equality the Supreme Court uh, made same-sex marriage uh, the law of the land. Mm -hmm. And so actually, even though the Episcopal Church had been out in front in many ways, all of a sudden now was to the place of saying, if we don't do this now, we are going to be once again behind the culture as we were with um, equality for women, uh, equality for African Americans. You know, the church history is divided and spotty even in the midst of being uh, this great inclusive place that uh, we continue to strive for and, and become. And you know, as someone who grew up in the Episcopal Church, different from a Christian, it's important that we acknowledge those things and to say that this arc of justice uh, is something that has to be continued. And so I, I think that's one of the big themes of pride parades and pride celebration is that it's great where we are, but if we stop, 
it could also fall apart so quickly. Now, to your question about where do we go from here, mm -hmm. the LGBTQ community is very concerned now about intersectionality, about full cross-sectional representation, because Stonewall was not a, a white gay male riot. They, that was queer, trans, that, that was the beginning of this movement. But for so long and for so many people, the, the, the face of the gay rights movement has been gay, white, and cisgender. Now, from the LGBTQ community's perspective, now we want to push that forward to represent all walks of, the, of, of, our, of our community want to keep expanding um, to a larger, larger area. Is that correct then? Yes, yes. Yeah. More representation. Have you met any resistance as a cleric in, in um, Utah? Is that fair to ask you? I, I, you know, have you met any resistance with your, your advocacy that you've um, displayed? Well, it, yes, um, and it varies, you know, trolls on social media. We uh, get on our uh, you know, Facebook and Twitter mm -hmm. page and so on and so forth. Uh, we uh, get the occasional uh, message and letter. Uh, we've gotten threats before because especially around the time when we were uh, looking at uh, embracing same-sex marriage. Uh, I think also comes a different type of question as to, isn't our primary place to be on Sunday morning church? Because the Pride Parade happens on Sunday morning. And in fact, the first time that I marched four years ago when I came to the diocese, and uh, All Saints here in Salt Lake City was uh, spearheading the effort on the, on the efforts of the diocese, and I, I got a substitute for church, and I was there, and it was great, and it was wonderful, and we got to the end of the parade, and we were uh, all super excited about expanding it and growing it and having more people next year, and we looked at the calendar and saw it was actually on the day of Pentecost next year. Oh, my. And we're like, oh, no, that, well, so much for that idea. And 10 minutes later, they said, now, wait a minute. The day of Pentecost is about the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God isn't confined to the church. In fact, the most important work that's happening is out of the community. So we actually canceled our church services for the following year. We had a bigger service on Saturday evening. Uh, we had a decision to, at the conclusion of the Pride Parade, to go back to the cathedral for a Eucharist service. But we didn't want any barriers for the church to be out with the Spirit. And so that, um, and that, that got some pushback mm -hmm. because what, not have church on Sunday? Uh, how could you do that? But, you know, where is the spirit prodding us? Where, where is it necessary to be the church? And sometimes it's outside your walls. And we should mention Pentecost is one of the big holidays or festival Eucharist of yeah. the Episcopal Church. On par with Christmas and Easter. Yeah, I know, and yeah. although <laughs> you wouldn't convince a lot of Episcopalians that Fair it enough. matches, but it is definitely um, the birthday of the church, and, yeah. uh, and certainly with the Holy Spirit, this is the Holy Spirit yeah. out there. We only got a couple minutes left, but I want to find out too, 
we've got more than a parade. We have, um, I mean, the whole festival is, uh, of course, several days. Uh, what are some of the things that uh, people can find out about the Episcopal Church? And, and again, uh, people, anyone who's in the image of God, which includes anyone, <laughs> uh, under the orders of our bishop, anyone who is alive is in the image of God, um, where should they go? What are some of the places they could pick up um, some information? I know we probably have a booth. When I say we, the, the, the Episcopal Church, the wider church in Utah, what are some of the things they can do to look out? I'm sure that they could talk to you, even though you don't have a badge, but they'll find you. <laughs> well, I, I can at least say about the booth that's yeah. happened uh, a number of years now is attended uh, by a group of Episcopalians with basic information about the church and a presence, again, that is designed for as people move around uh, the festival and they see things that they, of course, would assume would be uh, LGBTQ friendly, to see that there is a church, a faith community that is as well, and again, isn't just, uh, you know, they're uh, seeking, uh, you know, a, a particular you know, viewpoint, but an embracing message of God's love. And the conversations that come from there, um, people uh, sometimes will weep because they have been told that, that, that there is no place for them in a faith community and no place for them in God. That, and having uh, this is, you know, whether or not it leads to participation in an Episcopal church, the simple fact that there is a community there insisting that God's presence is already there just as people are is critical uh, to the overall message of what Jesus was about. And, and I think we should make the point that um, all those marching, all those advocating, are not only those who identify as LGBTQ, but it's everybody in the diocese. I mean, it's, it's uh, people that um, don't identify that way that are still at marching, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm an ally. That's, that's, that's my role in this. I'm an ally with a collar, so mm -hmm. I have a different... Uh, role perhaps to play an important role to play, but um, you know it, it's it's one of the multifaceted roles to play from the Episcopal Church. Yes, um, everyone in the diocese is invited to march with us. If if you're out there and you're listening to this before 10 a.m. on June 2nd, 2019, please come and march with us. Uh, if you show up on Second West on that day and look for a bunch of clergy in collars and probably a, a, a giant dove flying yeah, a around. A couple of giant doves. A, a, a dove kite flying <laughs> around in the Pentecost sky. Theme. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Come and march with us. That Honestly, yeah, go to the Pride Festival, visit the booth, but the best way to learn about, uh, about our involvement, of, to participate, is to come and be in the parade. Be there, show your support, and uh, have fun too. And have fun is very important, isn't it? And church should be fun. Mm -hmm. This is a great time for church to be fun, isn't it? Well, I tell you, this is um, this is great to hear your stories and the advocacy and the serious side of this, but also the fun side of it. This is a day uh, that truly is Pentecost in that it is 
the birth of, um, of the spirit. And you've been listening to the Utah Podcopalians. And this has been a really wonderful uh, example of what we do as we reflect on the Episcopal Church in our unique land of Utah. Our guests again have been the Reverend Kurt Wiesner of St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Salt Lake City and Christian Larson of St. Paul's who is the Marshal of the Braid and I'm Craig Wirth of the Communications Office of the Episcopal Diocese of Utah. Thanks for listening.